Hey everybody, welcome back to PT Tech Talk Podcast. This is episode 46. And if you're looking for the intersection of physical therapy and technology, you are in the right place. I am one of two co-hosts. My name is Dave Kittle. I'm a physical therapist and the founder, CEO of Vinitial. Vinitial is a secure HIPAA texting app for patient provider and patient front desk communication, focusing on refilling appointment slots that are on your schedule tomorrow. Check out Vinitial.com for more. And as always, here with my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob is a physical therapist as well, and he's the founder of PT Live, and it's ptlive.me. PT Live is a chat box, chat widget on your practice website for prospective customers, prospective patients to chat with your front desk person or some of your staff PTs to ask questions and find out more about your practice before they were to maybe call in and, and, and schedule. So check out ptlive.me more for that. And before we introduce our guest tonight, Andrew Vertson, who's a physical therapist and the practice owner of Intercore Physical Therapy and much more, Rob's gonna get into it. Let me first put it over to my co-host, Rob. Rob Vining, what's up, man? Hey, everything's going good today. I'm interested to go over everything we had talked about before starting the podcast, just about teaching people a little bit about business, but Andrew's the man on this. So Andrew, thank you so much for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. Even with the game starting two minutes ago, the game just started, but we're dedicated. We're recording this episode here. So go ahead and introduce yourself and give the viewers and listeners a little summary of your history as a PT um, and then opening up some clinics and then just go into a little bit about PT Clinic Metrics if you can. Great. No, I appreciate it. Thanks to you guys for having me on. Uh, Andrew Fertzen, I'm actually a physical therapist, uh, 21 years now. Wow. And seven, 18 years ago, in eight days, I opened my first practice. I actually have 18-year-old twin daughters who turned 18 two days ago. And 10 days after they were born, I opened my first practice. Wow. <laughs> So I, I'm glutton for punishment. Right. No kidding. Yeah. You know, had a business partner. We grew that to three practices after about four years, just decided we wanted to go different directions in, in, with the business. So I sold out my half of the, of the business, did some odds and ends, ran some work comp clinics, uh, was in partnership with a chiropractor for a little bit. And then 10 years ago, decided I'm going to go back out on my own. And that's when I formed in a core of physical therapy. And in the last 10 years, have grown to four practices. And in the next three years, my goal is to grow to 20, between 20 and 25 practices. Yeah. You don't have twins on the way again at the same time, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got twins going to college now. Okay. So yeah, gives me freedom to, <laughs> to work on the business. Yeah. You know, what's funny is, is probably 15 different times I've opened a practice from the ground up. Wow. And Every time I was able to get it to a certain point, could never get it over the proverbial that hump. Yeah, um, could grow it, grow it, grow it, but could never go next level. So I, I realized that then everything I didn't know, I needed to go find out. So went out, started searching, came across a consulting group, uh, spent a good six figures with this consulting group, yeah. but gained a ton of knowledge from them ton of knowledge and how to run the practice, how to run, manage people, how to be a business owner and not just a physical therapist. And I, I know that I can remember it exactly. It was February, 2010. 
my main office, we had 283 visits. We were down about 40% when I started working with this consultant. Last month, we actually saw 925 patients in that same office, and I did not see one single patient. Wow. Nice. About seven years ago, I really decided I have to go out and learn how to run a PT practice. And over the last seven years, I've really been honing my skills, so to speak. So that's what drove me into opening PT Clinic Metrics was just the need for a physical therapist to teach other physical therapists how to grow and run a practice. Let me just jump in right there and sorry to cut you off, but yeah, let it, let the audience know what PT Clinic Metrics is and how you came about establishing that and, and why. Yes. You know, i I honestly think probably 95% of practice owners don't really truly understand how to run a practice from an objective management standpoint. We're good therapists. We're great therapists. We're, we're great with our patients, but running a business, and this is what I learned through my years of using consultants and coaches. I've, I've had a number of coaches. A physical therapy practice is no different than General Electric. It's no different than Ford Motor Company. It's no different than any other Fortune 100 company. So why do we make it different? Right. All of those companies use metrics to manage their business. That's how they guide their business. That's how they guide employees. That's how they grow the business. Why should physical therapy be any different? And it's when I realized that, that I I just said, okay, I, I have to share this with the rest of the PT world and help them become better business owners. Because ultimately, and and we talked about this earlier, and again, I I won't bag on the APTA, but in order for us to survive as private practitioners, we have to be private practice business owners. That's going to help us survive in the future healthcare. Right. So with PT Clinic Metrics itself, can you describe a little bit of you know, when you first had that aha moment or, or what kind of turned the light bulb on to where you went, okay, this is the first step, like that day that just hit you in the face, like, okay, it's now or never. Honestly, I had a number of people tell me over the years, over the last three or four years, you need to go out and share this. You need to go out and, and, and tell other practice owners how to do this. You need to, to share your skill set. And I just know I'm, I'm growing a practice. I'm, go- I'm doing great. And Finally, I, I had another coach that I work with, and he helps me from a marketing standpoint. We were having drinks once, and he just literally knocked me over the head and said, "You have to do this, and you need to start it now." Yeah. And so that's that's when I realized, okay, you know what? I'm I'm ready to start it. I'm ready to take it out, roll it out. And so last summer really started forming the PT Clinic Metrics brand and putting together the programs and the website. And then in October, really rolled it out for good. Nice. So I'm pretty curious, Andrew, and I usually like to learn from others. I like to sign up for anyone's uh, email newsletter blast, or it's their free reports and guides. And I, I'm so interested in how, what, you know, what email service they're using and all that, all that type of stuff. And, and maybe not every physical therapist or owner is interested in that. Mm-hmm. However, I've been getting your uh, content and I've been consuming some of those emails. What would a physical therapist or another practice owner that's listening either live right now or on the published podcast recordings, what would they see and experience when they head over to ptclinicmetrics.com? You know, what are those types of things that you have at the site in terms of content 
to at least get them initiated in some of your thought process? Sure. You know, first thing they're able to do, and it's at the very top of my page, they're able to download a sample statistic sheet that they can put into their practice. And this statistic sheet is what I use in my practice today in all my offices. And basically the eight major statistics that a practice owner needs to measure. Most practice owners, all they really care about are visits, evaluations, and cancellation rate. They're not looking at referrals and making sure all their referrals come in. They're not looking at their charges. They're really not looking at collections. They're not looking at discharges and dropouts. They look at it and they go, okay, I had 10 new patients. I had 10 evals last week and we had 100 visits, so we should have 100 visits this week. Well, that's not, not necessarily true. So the simple stat sheet helps them start to, to track these statistics, which will give them a better idea of where their practice is actually going. Um, I also have a metric report, which basically talks about it. I mean, if you don't, if you don't stat anything, at least the five major metrics that you need to be looking at on a regular basis. Yeah. And both of those are free. They can download them at any point in time. The other thing I really try to push for, and I, I will admit sometimes I get caught up running in a core and I get lazy, is I try to upload a, a, a blog every week that has something that pertains to the management of the practice. Right. Whether it's uh, talking about you know employee relationships, whether it's talking about statistics you need to look at, whether it's talking about uh, performance reviews and how you should be empowering your therapists, giving them st- uh, objective numbers that they need to monitor and they need to follow. So when you do have that performance review, it's not a subjective review of, hey, I like you. It's an objective review of, hey, you know what, either you're doing your job or you're not. And I, I found that more therapists, you know, over the years, the therapists that I've hired and ha- have employed appreciate that yeah. because they know exactly what they have to do in their job. Yeah. Being really upfront with them to where it's not a shock when they're like, I thought I was treating patients really well. And you're like, yes, but this is a business as well. Yes. So if I make zero dollars, you have zero job to come to. So, yes. you know, we have to work together here. With that line of thinking, students coming out of school, and we talked about this as well before we started recording, how do we prepare them in school to actually have the business knowledge, or what's your experience in trying to prepare them? You know, I've, a number of times I've actually taught at my alma mater, Loma Linda University here in Southern California, I actually taught a business development class where I actually came in and talked about the metrics they need to measure. I talked about how to open a practice, some of the requirements of the practice, and and really giving them a snapshot of what it really takes to run a business. And unfortunately, most schools give minimal, if any, education in actually running a business. Absolutely, yep. And I hate to say it, but if you want to be successful, you have to have a basic business background. And so every chance I can get when I'm out speaking, I love to talk to the younger therapists or the student therapists who eat this up like like honey. It's just they can't get enough of it. Right, yeah. And, and I think if we can at least start a grassroots effort, whether it's just two hours out of their 
PT program to teach them the basics of running a business. Yeah. I think that would that would benefit the profession as a whole. And I, I know Greg Todd is doing a great job of starting to do that with younger PT students. I, I think that the next step in talking to Greg would be to have more of that in-depth business discussion because I knew in PT school that I wanted to own a practice. I, I knew when I started PT school that I would own practices. I also knew that I needed to get a few years of experience under my belt before I went out and opened that practice. And I think a lot of, a lot of PTs in school right now that eventually are practice owners feel that same way. But yeah. where do they go? Where do they turn? Right. It's almost like, a, who was it? Was it a Ryan Smith that might have done a, a business internship? And, and maybe that might be a route that would be a little more appropriate to teach them the right way to run a business. What are your thoughts on that? I would love to, to even, you know, it's just having this discussion, you know, as I grow to my 20 or 25 practices, I would love to take students and bring them in on a dual internship, how to teach them to be good therapists, but also teach them the ins and outs of running a business in running the practice. And even when I look for new grads, I, I look for kind of that entrepreneurial background Right. In, in, my, in my discussions with them. And in fact, my main clinic manager, Curtis, who's been with me five years now, on his very first uh, meeting with him, I told him, I said, you will be one of my managers in, in short, short time. Right. Because he had that, that just gumption about him. And I knew immediately that, that he could handle the job. Yeah, you could tell the ones that want to dig in and really find out about the nitty gritty instead of just, okay, yes. do I do this mobilization? <laughs> no, they want, you know, 10 layers deeper on running the practice. Yes. Uh, and just their 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 drive and their excitement is just amazing. I love it. Andrew, because you mentioned Greg Todd and all the, the great business content and uh, that, that type of information and education and training that he's providing to TPT students or new grads, you know, do you think, do you see more of that happening, whether it's, it's from the, the practice owners and your colleagues that we all know to provide that? I mean, Rob mentioned APTA. And even if you look at the DPT programs and there's minimal to no content in terms of business or marketing, is it the job of the schools or the APTA to do that? Or should it just be from independent practice owners who then also have either business content and marketing content? I think the APTA and the schools have a duty to do that. I remember back when I was in PT school in our admin class, we were taught how to be a hospital administrator, how to run a hospital outpatient clinic. Well, what's the difference between running an outpatient mm -hmm. clinic at the hospital and a private practice outpatient clinic, yeah. nothing. Mm -mm. But yet they'll teach you how to run the hospital clinic and how to design it and put your whirlpool in the corner and have your wound care center here and there. What's, there's no difference. So I, I think that, yes, the APTA and the schools do owe the students at, at least maybe it, if it's not a requirement of the program, that it's an elective of the program. And maybe it's an eight-week elective course, you know, one day a week for a couple hours, whatever. And, and I've, we've done that at Loma Linda a few times uh, for, the, for the upper level of transitional post-professional doctorates. We offered this elective program. But it should be an elective program for every PT student. Right. That's where it needs to start. And then it's picked up by the Independent Physical Therapy Association we have here in California. They have 
a yearly program where they discuss business metrics and, and, and business growth. Uh, you know, the Ascend programs that go on with, you know, WebPT has them and Clinison have them. They, they touch on it a little bit, but, you know, there's an ulterior motive as to why they have them. Yeah. They're not just educating future practice owners, but I think it, it's, it's an avenue that definitely should be touched on more post-professionally, but also in, in school. Andrew, earlier in the podcast, did you mention a year when you were last seeing patients? Did you mention how long ago that was? The, the last year that I really, truly, in any way, shape, or form, had a schedule was 2000, end of 2015, early 2016. Um, up to that point, I was treating 40 hours a week. And that's, you know, again, working with the, with my business coaches, working with uh, other people that have helped me grow the practice, they kept telling me the same thing. If you really want to build this practice, you have to step out of treating the patients and focus on the business. And, you know, you, again, you answered the question before I could even ask it. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll, I'll be honest, when I, when I have this presentation that I give on metrics, that is probably my third slide. Right. You need to make the decision now. Do you want to practice or do you want a business? Because you can work in your practice or you, you can work on your practice. And if you want to work in your practice, your practice is never going to grow. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, it's funny. I, I have a small mastermind group of clients that I've known for a few years. And kind of through PT Clinic Metrics, I, I have some mastermind level activities for clinicians and practice owners that really want to go similar to what I'm doing and going to the next level of, of having multiple offices and having the little PT empire. Um, and I still have to remind them on a regular basis, you need to get out of the practice. And finally, after three or four mastermind meetings, they're finally now understanding <laughs> what I mean. That, Why does it yes, take so long? Why do you think it takes so long? You know, I part of it, and I don't. I hate to say it, but we have as therapists, we have a little ego that our patients want to see us. Our patients only want to see us, and it's that little little ego we have that makes us feel good. Right. Um, but they they don't realize that every other therapist in the practice can do the same thing. And so, I think part of it is the ego. Part of it is, hey, you know what? I spent one hundred and twenty thousand dollars on an education. And that's to treat patients. Why am I not treating patients? Right. But what most don't realize is, yeah, that $120,000 education should give you a 20 times return on investment when you step out and you build a practice that's a viable, vibrant practice. Right. E-myth, Michael Gerber-ish, you know, we need to just give that as a textbook for them to read. Even if there's no course, you can just say, here, there will be a test on this at some point in time. You can do the audio version, you can read it, you can do whatever you want, but you need to digest this information because it's yes. so viable and so valued. It is very much so. I really think that it's great that you already understood where I was kind of going with that because, uh, and I wanted to find out like, was it just a month or a year ago that you were just seeing patients a couple years ago? Um, because that's exactly what I assumed, which is, okay, we're, we're talking to Andrew Verts and a practice owner. He's got four practices. Well, there's no way that he can see patients in four offices. No. And so if a practice owner is listening right now, or maybe it's a, a healthcare provider, a physical therapist, some, you know, in, in another area of healthcare, and they're either have a practice or want to go into a practice. I think you have to really look long-term 
and, and think like, if you're going to open this business, you can't, you can't, like you said, with Michael Gerber, the e-myth, like you can't generate the revenue and then also be working. You can't be working in the business and then also working outside of the business and do both a hundred percent. You're right. It, and I call it, and I, I tell my, my mastermind people and, and, and I'll even talk to my coaching clients in the same thing. It's the start stop phenomena. You start, you know, you're working on your business, you start something and you're getting really in depth in with it. And then you've got to go treat a patient. So you set it aside and you walk away, you treat your patient or two, three, four patients. Then you come back and you've completely lost any traction that you had in that project you were working on. And what ends up happening is that project that should take you one, two, three, four days to get done takes you weeks to get done right. just because of the start, stop, start, stop, or you just never get it done. You know, and I guarantee there's practice owners out there that even to this day, they can stop and they can think, oh yeah, I, I started that project and I never finished it. It's still sitting on my desk. Mm-hmm. It's still sitting on my computer just because they've gotten pulled away doing other things, putting out the fire, so to speak. Right. And this is where in the last two years, the, the other aspect I've done is, granted, I love treating patients and I can walk into the practice any day and treat a patient. And I do just for fun. Yeah. But the other thing I do now is I manage my managers. That's the other thing that a, that a practice owner that really, really wants to grow, they cannot manage every single employee in that business. I've got 34 employees. I don't want to manage 34 people. Yeah, no. But you cannot efficiently manage those 34 either. I manage five. I manage my managers who then manage everyone else below them. Mm-hmm. And it's that hierarchy that has to happen to really truly be successful and to really truly grow your practice. If we were to give a practice owner or another physical therapist or healthcare provider that's listening a little preview about what you may be able to help them with, whether it's through your website, your follow-up email content, or even like some consultation phone calls that they might set up with you, what would be some initial topics? I know that when you and I spoke, it was a budget. Many practice owners either don't have a budget, they don't know how to establish and set up or run a budget. Uh, What are your KPIs, your key performance indicators as a practice? What's the most important metric? Is it phone calls that come in? Is it new IEs and new initial evaluations that are scheduled? Is it plan of care completed? The percentage of plan of care completed? Is it the total number of patients per day scheduled? Like what are those types of topics and metrics that you would cover? Sure. You know, first thing I, I, again, through my blogs, I at least try to educate people. Most people don't know what a KPI is, key performance indicator. So I try to educate them on the KPIs. I try to educate them on the statistics they should be measuring. And it's one thing to measure. It's another completely different story to be able to act and react to it. So I I try to do a lot of that in the blogging. But if somebody comes on with a consult with me, the first thing I want to do is talk about their practice. I want to find out size. I want to find out how many employees, how many patient visits on average. More importantly, how are they financially? Are they struggling? And most, sadly, most are. And again, I, I think what helps the most is I've been in that situation where my briefcase, I have five or six paychecks that are unchecked, uncashed, because I didn't have the money in the bank to cash them. Right. 
So what I really try to do is, is dig down to that level to really find what their true problems are and then to help guide them. And it might be just something as simple as looking at a KPI they are measuring, looking at it differently. And, you know, we talked earlier, one of the first things most practice owners don't do is they go out and they work so hard to get a referral in the door. And if you ask, nine out of 10 practice owners will say, my referrals are equal to my new evaluations. That is completely false. Mm-hmm because they're not tracking both of those. Right. And every referral that does not come in, if you're a cash practice, that's six or $700. If you're an insurance practice, that could be twelve dollars or $1,300 lost income. Yep. So trying to find out where the leaky holes are in their bucket, yep. that's the big thing, is these leaky holes. And if you can just plug two or three of those leaks, you're now going to start to see the the fruition come and, and start to earn the income and be able to, to cash those paychecks again. Yeah. And that's how it started for me. You look and see, oh, my business bank account has money in it. What is yes. this? <laughs> I paid rent. I paid Wait, it. Oh, wow. Rent. This is the business. Yeah. It's magic. It's magic. I don't know. But, you know, even something as simple as collecting copays up front. Most people do not track the copays that are collected up front. Most people don't even have a policy for collecting copays up front. Again, I'll raise my hand. I was one of those. Right. Early on, you know, I, I just want to treat the patients. It's, you know, money is secondary. It's treating the patients primary. Yeah, but that's not a business. Mm-hmm. My, my business has to put food in my kid's mouth. Well, now it's got to pay for their college education. Right, yeah. But at the time, it had to put food in their mouth. So why am I taking food out of their mouth just because I'm not asking this patient for a copay? And it, it's the mindset shifts that have to change in most practice owners. And so in this initial phone call, in the, con- in the consultation, you know, it's funny. I'll say, oh, it's a half-hour consultation. We usually talk for an hour, an hour and a half. And, and it, it's hard to get off the phone because there's so much stuff that we can talk about and little tidbits that I can, those little nuggets I can give them to go back and immediately make a change. And even when it comes to the coaching, it's the same problem. You know, yeah, we're going to talk for an hour. We talk for an hour and a half, <laughs> but it, I just, I just want to, I just want to groom them and help them grow. Beautiful. What's the best location other than PT Is there a separate, email address you want to give out or additional handles on social media? What's the best place for somebody to contact you and uh, either get a hold of you or just learn more? Sure. Well, again, www.ptclinicmetrics.com is the website. My email is andrew at ptclinicmetrics.com. I'm on Instagram, ptclinicmetrics, pt underscore clinic underscore metrics. And on Facebook also, ptclinicmetrics. I think that we'll wrap up there. That's a perfect place to stop. But I think Rob and I, we have so many more questions. We have so many things behind the, the scenes scene. that we want to get more from you. And, uh, and I think we'd like to hear more about, you know, specific topics. We, we've talked to a lot of guests and, and a lot of guests such as yourself have a very, like very well-defined focus. And, you know, we'd like to potentially have you back on in the future to kind of explore certain focus is what types of uh, spreadsheets you use, how you outline that, because I think the audience and I think some of our colleagues would be interested in 
what you do personally with your practice and then kind of see where you've succeeded and where you've had challenges so they can also learn from that. I would love to. I would appreciate it. And, you know, as far as myself, everything I do and I use in my practice, actually, that's what I give out in PT Clinic Metrics. Awesome. So for Rob and I here at PT Tech Talk Podcast, episode 46, please do subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, both of those to listen on the go. Or if you want to sit down and check out the videos and the replays, check out PT Tech Talk on YouTube and go ahead and subscribe there. Get some notifications for when we publish this episode and future episodes. And if you're listening to the published episodes, then make sure that you do catch us on the Facebook Live because we'll have some live comments and questions when we stream. And uh, again, for Rob and I here, Andrew, thanks a lot for your time and we really appreciate it. Thank you again. Great to be here. Appreciate it. All right. Perfect. Guys.